hydrographers and welcome to the latest episode of the Mayfield Geography Podcast with me, Mr Randall. In today's podcast we will be discussing our concrete example of a tectonic hazard in a low income country. Remember for the spec we need to look at two earthquakes, one in a low income country, Nepal, one in a high income country, New Zealand. We need to compare the effects, compare the responses and evaluate which country responded better and why. So as I talk through the Nepal earthquake, remember Nepal is a very, very low income country with a GDP per capita of around $690 per year. So the earthquake happened on the 25th of April 2015 and the earthquake was caused by a destructive plate margin where the Indo-Australian plate was subducted beneath the Eurasian plate and this led to an earthquake of a magnitude of 7.8 striking Nepal and it's very important to remember here that 7.8 magnitude on the Richter scale is the same in Nepal and New Zealand so when we think about the effects of the earthquake why are they so severe in Nepal less so in New Zealand. So yeah, 7.8 magnitude earthquake in April 2015 and this led to a plethora of primary and secondary effects. So I'm just going to talk through a couple of the effects now so you can jot them down and put them on a revision card as you see fit. So if we think about the social impact of the earthquake, it led to 9,000 people dying also led to 800,000 buildings being destroyed or damaged and this then led to secondary effects such as 4 million people being homeless. Um, Another primary effect was the electric and clean water was turned off so that led to 2 million people being without water and a cholera outbreak. Another social effect was 7,000 schools were destroyed meaning that pupils already in a low-income country with limited education were left without any education therefore this could trap them in the poverty cycle for longer um i've mentioned about the death so 9,000 people died and 20,000 people were injured when we think environmental impacts in the pool we think secondary impacts and that was landslides so environmentally there was multiple landslides cutting off rural communities in Nepal so this meant the roads were impassable and these communities could not receive any aid or medicine or food supplies. Also there was a secondary impact on Mount Everest there was an avalanche and that led to 18 people dying. In total there was damage of five billion dollars which when we compare to New Zealand is less in, in terms of the amount but that $5 billion in Nepal equates to 25% of Nepal's GDP. So effectively a quarter of the money made in Nepal that year had to have been spent on repairing and recovering from the earthquake. So they're the main effects of the earthquake. I often take away with me 9,000 people died, $5 billion worth of damage and the landslides. Um, We then need to think about how did Nepal respond, and Nepal being a low-income country, its responses were handicapped by the amount of money the country and the government have. Um, We have immediate and long-term responses, so immediate responses to save lives, such as search and rescue, and long-term responses trying to help rebuild the communities so people can get their lives back together. 
Um, immediate responses from the pool was quite limited and they were reliant on international search and rescue teams coming from China to help rescue people with resources to dig them out of fallen buildings. Another immediate response was by Operation Blessing, a US charity which went to rural Nepal and delivered needed water, food and aid. However, this response was delayed and took nine days for the US charity officials to get there. Um, the Nepalese government did have a response. They provided um, seven helicopters to airlift tourists off Mount Everest. However, having seven helicopters did take time to get the thousands of tourists down from the mountain. In the long term, the Nepalese government promised to reimburse households $2,000 in order to rebuild their homes. However, a year after the earthquake, many Nepalese uh, people hadn't received the money which then led to people rebuilding their homes. However, to rebuild their homes, many people used rubble brick from their previous house, which was destroyed in the earthquake. So this is a very ineffective response, meaning when the next earthquake strikes, their home will just be destroyed again. So we're going to have high death toll, high economic damage, resulting again in the next earthquake in Nepal. Um, I'm going to stop there with Nepal before moving on to New Zealand in the next podcast. Um, I know this was a lot of information to take on a lot of AO1. Um, please feel free to listen multiple times to make sure you get all the facts and statistics down. And like and subscribe. Remember, check in next time for the New Zealand earthquake. Have a great day. Thank you.